Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson and our fifth and final episode in The Truth About Reverse Dieting. And as I mentioned in the last episode, Adam, we want to we treat this as the true bridge that it is into a successful off-season. So the, the whole goal, and you know, let's just put the, the whole pre-contest phase aside. That's, that's where you are hopefully kind of building fullness and calorie intake up toward the show. But regardless where you were in that range, once you're on the other side, you have to start thinking, okay, this is my chance to gain lean body mass and strength back. That's, that's the recovery part of this metabolically uh, from an endocrine system perspective, but also your performance in the gym. You now have the advantage of these extra calories. And if you just eat a ton of food and you gain 20 pounds, and then you don't have the ability to perhaps maintain a calorie surplus over time, you, you kind of miss a big part of, of advantage that you could have in that off season. So uh, do, do you have any comparative information or even narrative about clients who have really done that successfully? Like they, they really mapped out their entire off season, made their weight gain so slowly over time that it perfectly paralleled their, their performance goals in the gym. Yeah. And, and also I would say, I don't know if I have anyone that's turned pro that hasn't had a successful reverse diet and it, it just sets you up for success. They track macros in the off season and, you know, those are the people almost despite their genetics are willing to do anything it takes to win and uh, do the hard stuff. You know, that's, that's a 24 hour job is tracking everything. And there is some, um, you know, some leeway here and there. Um, I'm definitely not really militant. Um, you know, I don't have my clients track their steps in the off season. That's like the new influencer thing to do. And that's kind of dumb to do it in the off season. You're going to burn your clients out. <laughs> like you're either losing weight or you're not. So, you know, you can kind of throw that data aside for a certain amount of time, but yeah, it's uh, it's super important. Um, also, if you're eating high, low, high, low, it, it's really hard to expect the same outcome in the gym too. So you can have more strate strategic training, um, you can understand, hey, maybe my body does need to rest because I've been eating the same and my performance is declining. Mm -hmm. One of the things I always say, of course, in any situation, even in the most severe diet process you are in, the training is still the critical pivot point of your success. And so that's why we always talk about pre-workout and post-workout nutrition has to insulate and provide the, the recovery and, and the fuel for those workouts. Well, think of an extension of that as your overall calorie surplus or, or deficit. And now you have the opportunity on days you're training and even days you're recovering to just be a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. And if your goal is to perhaps gain, let's say 15 pounds in the off season, I mean, anecdotally over 30 years of hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of clients, as you said, my best client performances, the one who have the the ones who have the best off season and therefore pre-contest setup are the ones who got there very incrementally because they they can gain more lean body mass per pound of body fat. Therefore, they have more lean body mass and less body fat to lose. So less of a calorie deficit, less cardio, et cetera. 
And as you said, your best performers, the ones who win, that's the formula they end up figuring out. At some point in their career, they, they have that particular season that was better than any other, and it really shows up on the stage. Yeah, I think this is a good time to talk about the Olympia and just ask our viewers to think, you know, do you think that these Olympians came in 12 weeks out for their for their Olympia win? They were they were with their coaches a year, if not two to four years before their performances. So, you know, I love it when I get a client about a year out, they'll I'll get a brand new person and they said, I watch this show and I want to be on stage next year. That's the perfect setup. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, you do see some high level competitors at the Olympia and other places that year to year, you know, some years they have it, some years they don't. And and I would venture to say those years that they're kind of off, they just didn't have the same kind of control through the offseason process and so forth. And they probably just kind of rushed it thinking that, you know, got, got to get ready for this contest. And, and it really is, uh, you know, much more of a, of a longer season planning process. You know, all those people at that level, most of them have been at the top at some point. And I think sometimes it is easy to relax when you feel like you've done enough, but there's always those people that want it more or want more. Yep. Well, all right, guys, we want to just give you all of the information we could on reverse dieting. We, we touch on this subject once in a while in different series but uh, Adam, thanks again for your experience and expertise. And for you guys who watch and listen to us often, thanks again, of course. But uh, feel free to always give us suggestions on the topics you want to hear more about. And we'll carve them up in different ways and, and make sure we highlight different parts of the information that you really need for the best physiological response and your ultimate success as a competitor. So thanks again. We'll see you next time in Contest Prep University.